When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Orange and blue sunset in mile high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. Welcome in to Studio A, which stands for a a new, Eric. A new combination oh, of people talking that's about actually the Broncos. a lot better than Eric. A huge disappointment for anybody tuning in. An absence <laughs> of numbies, an absence wow. of Zach, an absence of uh, anyone that anybody wants to hear, except for you. There is no absence of absences, though. No, dude. No. No absences. No. Uh, this is the DMVR Broncos podcast. That's Eric or D-Line Co. D-Line, that's right. Uh, Oh, I was going to say it. No, now I feel like I, I didn't do it. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Um, let's just jump right into this because there is some big news in Broncos country this week. Oh, boy. And everybody has been waiting to hear your opinion, Eric. What did you think of that new uniform combination? Wow, was that a train wreck? <laughs> Man, it's that so thing bad. really sucked, didn't it? That it's thing, so bad. Th- when that... I got used to it, honestly, as the game went on, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, it left my mind. But the initially looking at it, I was like, what are they doing? Like, what is this? It's so bad. And the thing is, like, it's not even an opinion that it's bad. Like, those stripes don't line up. That's just wrong. It's an objective truth that that was a bad uniform. It looked just – it was mismatched. It, uh-huh. I mean, it just, like, it just was clearly – it just looked like you went to a garage sale and you're like, eh. your mom put it together. She doesn't quite get it. She mm-hmm. just like set you yep. off. Uh, anyway, very stupid, but it netted a win, so I loved it. And that means we're probably going to see it again. I don't. Do you think? We'll, I don't think. We'll I, see it again. It's possible. It's possible because I mean, I don't. Know. The one thing that I will say is that after looking at it, I don't think those guys on the field could have thought it's good. Because, you know, talking to him the week before, they're like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I was like, well, the stripes don't line up. And Jerry was just like, oh, no, it's it's nice, man. Andrew Beck was like, yeah, it's icy. <laughs> and it's like, it's not icy at I all. Think, I don't think that – I mean, I think every – because I, I saw your hard-hitting report. From, oh, yeah, it's important stuff. From the, the streets of foggy London town talking about uh, mm-hmm. what the individual players thought about the uniform combination. And I just think it's like not – like they're not in a position to complain. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things aren't going well, and it's just like another thing to bitch about. True. And they're just like, yeah, no, it's cool. You know, like they just yeah. want to play football. They don't care. Like, they. I mean, like, do you really care about what combination of shirts and pants you're gonna bleed on? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like for us. Like we care about that. Yep. Like, they don't care. And nor should they. That is true. That is true. Uh, other piece of big news: Bradley Chubb got traded. Got first round pick, a couple other things. Poor Bradley Chubb. He got scooped by the uh, uniform conversation. I know it. Poor guy. <laughs> Our Yesterday's number five news. pick got scooped by a bad mismatch combination of uh, Broncos uniforms. Yeah, times we're down bad, bro. Yeah. Well, and the worst part is he's he's hosting uh, a, the first annual Bradley Chubb Foundation Gala in Denver in like a week and a half. So he had set this whole thing up. He's got team teammates going. Like it's gonna be this big event. And then he gets traded. That's I mean, that's the biz, right? It's a biz. But let's talk about this from a large standpoint. Okay, yes. Like now that Bradley Chubb has been traded, like what is your what is your lasting memory of Bradley Chubb? Like what as you look at him, like now in the totality of his mm-hmm. Broncos tenure, how would you rate it like or how would you how would you contextualize it i mean it the lasting memory if you just had to pick something like it's not even a play 
It's not like, oh, it's that sack or that strip sack or whatever. It's just the dance. Like wow. when people bring up Bradley Chubb 15 years from now, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, the guy who did like the one-footed hopping that, rev in the like, motor thing. Do you feel positively or, or negatively about Bradley <laughs> Chubb's tenure here in Denver? He's kind of just a neutral to me. I know. Like he's just, he's just a guy who was here and like he didn't live up to the hype. That's obviously true. And it's not really his fault because it's a little his fault. Yeah. Yeah. When he was on the field, he was good. He just wasn't on the field. And maybe he was like not stretching before he went and worked out or something. Then it's his fault. That is his fault. <laughs> but, 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 but just one of those things where it's like he just. I'm actually. Eh. Now that. I'm, so Bradley Chubb, if not for this season, I would yep. have felt like was a massive disappointment yes. in Denver. I didn't feel like he ever was super impactful. And like the, the feeling I always had with Bradley Chubb was that with both he and Von Miller, this should be like a much more formidable uh, pass rush yes. that like never really came to be. I mean, this season I thought he actually was getting back on the track of like being impactful, being mm -hmm. disruptive, filling that Von Miller role of like coming up clutch with the sacks at the end of games, yep. like impactful ones that actually mattered. Um, but I mean, I still wasn't like in, even in the games that we, you know, in the last couple, I wasn't like, oh man, it's Chubb time. Like, here comes Bradley Chubb. Like now he's we're really going to yeah. start to feel. I, I like I think that I'm left with Bradley Chubb is just always a sense of waiting. Like yes, it's going to come. I know yep. it's going to come. It, like it it sort of came in like little bits and pieces, but like mm -hmm. never quite hit. I mean, especially for a number five pick. I mean, yep. that pretty much goes without saying. But but I'm I mean I personally am shocked that they got a number one pick for him. Like, I yeah. can't believe they got a number one pick for him. So, I think, fair to say, you're happy with the trade? I'm, I'm like, it's tough because, again, <laughs> like, we are in a position where we have good players that we have to sell off. Yes. So, I'm not happy from that standpoint that, like, the Broncos essentially signal to you that they don't have faith in this season yep. going to where we need it to go. Like they're not where the dolphins are where they're like, okay, we need to load up because we actually see, I know it's not that just, sad. it's terrible dude, here. They're sub, not where the dolphins dude, we're are. Sub -dolphin, dude. <laughs> sub -dolphin. We're sub dolphin. We're sub dolphin in, the, in this era of the Denver Broncos, like by a lot. Yes. And, um, I didn't feel like Bradley Chubb's play. I mean, like if we had traded Pat Sertan or something, I would yep. have been like, no. Bro, like, what do we do? Like, yes. we got no building blocks for the future. Yep. Bradley Chubb just felt like a guy that was moderately impactful, but mm -hmm. could moderately to very impactful, but it was, like, not anything you could count on. Yes, right? totally. I mean, the, the, the start of the season was hot. He winds up, I think he was second in the NFL with five and a half sacks through five games. Didn't have a sack in either of the last two games. Uh, and he's one of those guys where it's like, yeah, there's Baron Browning's getting sacks going around the edge, and it's because yeah. on the other side he took on the tight end and took on the tackle and right. chased him one way, chased him that way, right. and all of a sudden teed him up. And so there's some of that too, but you know, it he was playing good football, and it felt like a good idea just to sell high when you could and not wait for him to get hurt or something like that. I mean, I think that's exactly. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is the absolute apex outside yes. of just like right after we drafted him of wh what you could actually get for Bradley Chubb. I again, I am stunned that we got a number 1 overall a number 1 or a first round draft pick for him. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I to me it's like always very confusing the valuation that GMs <laughs> and just the NFL in general places yeah. on players and and draft picks like the the value that GMs place on draft picks is like always ludicrous to me mm -hmm. because more often than like almost always when you actually trace it back, we're like, Oh, we got a fifth, a third, a third. And then you're like, who, who, like, who was that? Nick yeah. Benito? Like, who, like what players did that turn into? And then yep. like, it's almost never on par with the players that you gave up. But I mean, we'll see. I mean that, you know, I mean, if you look at it like critically Bradley Chubb over his time here with the Denver Broncos only decreased his value. Like yes. he started as a number five pick and he'll end as a number 25 pick yep. or something like, but all the same, like in the world of the NFL, that's actually amazing value. Totally. Totally. It's not bad at all. Real quick. What do you want them to draft? Like if, if there was just like a freak at every position, yeah, like where would you go? What would get you going? the biggest hole in the Denver? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously offensive, right? Like the defense. It has to be. It ha I mean, the, the defense is beautiful. The yep. defense is – that's the, the worst part about this <laughs> yes. season with the Denver Broncos is we can't just like marvel at how incredible this defense is yep. all the time because the offense is so 
insufferably impotent yep. that all you can do watching a Bronco game is just an act of pure frustration at this point. And it, it should be mm -hmm. like when we were at our highest and the offense was just like, okay, it was sputtery with yep. Peyton Manning at the hell, but we had like a, <laughs> a beautiful defense. It was like, you could be like, okay, here comes the D we had a nickname for the defense. Like we, we had the no fly zone, like all of that stuff. And mm -hmm. we're like, I mean, our defense is like not that far off from that far. level. No, but the offense is so fucking bad that we can't even like yep. focus on it. It's like the so defense bad. just feels like the de when the defense comes on the field, it's like, all right, just hold your breath because the defense could literally cannot give up three points because that is an an, an amount of points <laughs> that is we can't overcome with our offense. So I mean, I to me, I feel like the number one need of this team is probably offensive line. It has to be right because I mean, you look through you, Russell Wilson's your quarterback. Receivers, you got Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. All of which are like, if, sure. not, if not good, serviceable. Exactly. Like if Cortland Sutton's your number one, you're like, yeah, sure. It's it's not that bad. Tim Patrick's your number two. You're like, yeah, that's solid. Jerry Judy is a number three. Actually pretty good. KJ Hamler is a number four. Yeah, it's all like, like you're solid there. Dulcich looks good at tight yeah. end. You've got Javante hopefully coming back at running back. You don't want to spend a first on running back anyway. It has to be offensive line. Has to, right? Like a center? Yeah, it could be center. I think center attack would be the big two. With tackle having the edge just because it's more valuable. It's funny because, like, Cushenberry is not a guy that I look at. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, I kind of don't ever really think about him. I mean, that's, He's an offensive lineman, yeah. He's an offensive lineman. That's kind of <laughs> the, way, the way it goes. But it is wild that the second that Glasgow came in to replace him, like, all of a sudden the offense looked much better. And yep. Russ suddenly had much more time to operate mm -hmm. than, like, like it, it, it's one of those things that's like very yep. telling, right? It totally is. And I think, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that too. And there's so many times when I, I think a couple of weeks ago, at least pro football focus had the Broncos as like the number nine rushing offensive line, number four passing offensive line. And you look at it and you're like, that's based, not true. Yeah. Like based on what? Based on everybody doing their job well, but nobody knowing what their job is. And so you wind up with linebackers who there's just nobody assigned to coming free up the middle. That's it, right? Exactly. And it's like, the center, the quarterback, somebody has to say, go block him. Dude, anytime that I, will, anytime that I sort of like go back and look at mm -hmm. something, like a play that went wrong for the Denver Broncos, it's always there's an offensive lineman just stand, standing, looking both ways, <laughs> exactly. like trying to figure out. Like they, they don't yep. work well as a unit. Like no. they, there's not a lot of like covering the gaps. Like mm -hmm. if somebody, you know, stunts and comes over mm -hmm. uh, from the other side and there's like a, a more confusing pass stretch, it, it seems to like confuse them and break totally. them every single time. And that's where Graham Glasgow, just seeing a lot of football, might be able to go in there. And I mean, ideally, Russell Wilson's able to say, no, you block him, you block him. But if he's not going to do that, and Lloyd Cushenberry's not going to do that. Graham Glasgow should be able to do that. And I don't think he's going to be a step back in terms of just the God. pure blocking ability either. Now that you've had like a lot of time to just like talk about, like since you, you talk about this team yep. every day. Oh, yeah. I think about this team once, twice a week. And <laughs> once is during the time that I'm watching them yep. when I'm angry, uh -huh. I'm frustrated. And then I think I allow myself one more day to think about them. <laughs> that next Monday, where the Monday after or uh -huh. Tuesday, depending on it, to sort of like process what yep. happened. Now, like, what, what is wrong with this offense? Like, why does it work? Um, there's a lot of things. Um, like, if, like what, what is it? There, uh, has, yeah, there exactly. has to be a thing. Like, what I think is it? The half the games, there's a huge penalty number. And so you look back and there's a third of the drives where you wind up with a first and 15 or a, a second and 15 or something like that where it's like, well, they're not overcoming that. There's a lot of times where Russell isn't super quick getting through his progressions. Mm -hmm. So you say like, oh, there was an open receiver there. Russ but didn't like, see him. But it, I, I can't, for me, I, I, I cannot put any of this on a guy that's been super successful in the past. To me, sure. that says like... Where, what he's operating in now yep. is, is broken in some way, right? That's totally fair. And I think, honestly, the biggest thing is just the running game isn't there. And you expected to have Javante, you expected to have the new blocking system, you'd be able to run over guys and work off of that. But if the running game isn't there and you're just chucking balls up, that first and 10 can become second and 10 really quickly yeah. too. And so I think that if they could just run the ball effectively, which, you know, now they've got Latavius Murray and is Melvin that, Gordon. I mean, and, but that's that's... I think that's where line. it starts. But that's offensive line. Offensive right? line, yeah. I think mostly offensive line. It has to. I, I think I've come to the place where I 
think it is Hackett. Fair, yeah. I think that I don't think Hackett has a great feel for calling a game. I see fair, yes. Like I think it's like I and I wasn't on this place, but now I'm, I'm sort of realizing like the play, like the plays are the play. They're they're, they're plays yes. that everybody runs. But it's like when you play somebody in Madden that has like a similar team to you, like, and one person wins and the other loses, is because they have like a be- they just call a better game. Yes. Like I, I don't feel like he calls the right play at the right mm-hmm. time. Totally. And I, and I think that Russell could probably cover some of that up if he was getting up to the line and saying, "Oh, look, here's what I have here. I should take advantage of that little little tweak, little tweak there." Say like, "Oh, we should actually run here." And I think the maybe the hands off sort of nature from Russ when it comes to at the line of scrimmage operation combined with the bad play calling just makes it so that there's no like he's 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 kind of the the safety the the line of safety like uh, do, do you think that that is do you have to get that out of your does, does your quarterback have to be an audible quarterback do they have to like go up and change do we have to have peyton manning to be successful i love pocket passers like that's that's the type of quarterback that i would choose if i could but, i mean russell's won before and you look back, I guess Burrow won last year. He was fine. It does seem like most do. And I do think that Russell probably could, too, because there's no way he went through his career right. not doing that. He ruined my life. He did, yeah. No, I was definitely. at that Super Bowl. It was oh, really? the worst day of my life. Also the best, but the worst day of yeah. my life. I watched him destroy the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I watched Russell Wilson be extremely, yep. extremely productive in this league. And, like, when I watch him throw the ball, it doesn't look any, like, less, I yeah. don't know. Like, he, it doesn't look like his arm strength has fallen off. No. I can't imagine he's gotten dumber since he's right exactly. here. So, like, what, like, what gives? Man? And that's why there. I still have this feeling, which is probably wrong at this point, where it's just like, yeah, at some point it's going to click. Like you, how is this offense this bad? It shouldn't be this bad. No. Like, and and that doesn't mean they're going to be a really good offense. But they don't. This isn't the an offense that should be dead last in scoring. Like no. they're they're going to get like maybe to the fringe of the bottom ten. Like, and if you do that with this defense, why can't you be close to five hundred? You right. know, which yeah, like, isn't a good like, goal. But yeah, like you have offenses are run by like Mills Davis. Davis Mills, but yeah. Davis Mills. <laughs> sure, Mills, yeah. comma, Davis. <laughs> yeah, perfect. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Davis, Davis. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We have Russell Wilson. You do have what Russell Wilson. What are we Wilson. doing, dude? Like, do how is Russell this possible? Wilson. Like, how did we get worse as an offense by getting Russell Wilson? That it is. This crazy. doesn't make any sense. The Broncos nope. are so frustrating to me. Yeah, no, I think everybody's frustrated. Actually, here, here's what we're going to do we're going to jump back into this stuff, but real quick. Title of the show, is Draymond Jones guaranteed to get an extension from the Denver Broncos? I think he is. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, he's, uh, he's, he was just named today the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, he's the second time he's been the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. There's only a handful of Broncos who, who've won that award twice. Um, last was... Uh, oh, no. Mills this Davis? Is was not Mills <laughs> Davis. Was not Mills Davis. But one of four defensive ends to ever earn Defense Player of the Week for the Broncos: Derek Wolf, Elmas Duverville, uh, Alfred Williams oh being the God. others. Um, I mean, he's playing really good football. You just moved on from Bradley Chubb. They're going to have some money yeah, to spend man. this offseason. Well, like, I mean, like, why wouldn't you? Exactly. This is a, this is kind of a side note, but it's like Dalton Reisner contract expires at the end of this year. Is he the reason the offensive line has been bad? No, but I think you kind of need to shake things up on the offensive line, just try some new things, because obviously it's not, it's not working. I might have traded him at the deadline. I'd definitely move on after the season. For the opposite reason, I'd say you keep Draymond Jones. Just keep as much of this defense intact as you can because Dude, it's playing so to. well. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, the, your, your, your ultimate goal is to complete, or is to put together the team that plays the best yep. on Sunday <laughs> on both sides of the ball. The yes. defense is not... The problem in any yep. stretch of the imagination. The defense has been unbelievable all yep. year long. Like, absolutely, you do everything in your power to keep that in place. Totally, because uh, like, why we're not we're not that's fixed. Like, unless you're telling me that you know we need to invest more money on the offensive side, and mm-hmm. we you, but you're sacrificing. Yep. On one side to you know to sort of find like a little bit of middle ground between the two, but like of course you have to. You have to. You have to upgrade. Like you have to. You have to reward this guy. He's been, he's, been yes. playing out, he's been balling out of his mind. Yes, he he's been incredible, and I think that 
one of the things George Payton has said in the past is that you don't get better by losing your best players, which he then followed up by losing Von Miller and losing Bradley Chubb. <laughs> but we don't need to we don't need to, need to dig too deeply into that. <laughs> this does feel like one where you just say, "He's he." We have a good player right there. Let's not create a hole. And sure, and they've been rotating a bunch of guys in, and DJ Jones got the big contract last year, and he looks good. Um, you've got uh, Deshaun Williams playing well. Mike Purcell is playing well. Seventh rounder uh, Matt Henningsen has gotten in and made some plays. So you have some guys there, but what really takes him over the top is Draymond Jones. You don't you don't let him no, leave. No, no. Just lock him up now. Lock him up now, dude. I, I, um, I'm curious what you think about this also. Like, there have been echoes on social media. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm noticing that people are starting to question George Payton. Yeah, what is what is your feeling on that? Like, wh- where are you in the in the world of George Payton? Like, what what do you, how do you feel he's doing so far? I I still think he's doing well. You know, the the two things you point to that you say like that was a bad decision or potentially a bad decision. Hiring Nathaniel Hackett, it's fair. At least fifty percent of coaches are bust, and that doesn't excuse it. But I think that it's one of those things where just screwing that one up once doesn't outweigh all the good things that have happened. The other one is bringing in Russell Wilson who wouldn't have taken that deal. Uh, yeah. It's not like he went out and said like, Oh, I'm going to heat check. We're, we're making this massive trade for Russell Wilson. No, everybody said that, that you should make that deal. And he went, he did it, which is actually good work on his end to get it done. And so far it hasn't really panned out. I don't hold that one against him. And then you just look at the the draft picks um, that, that he's made. And the, spe- the, the spots on the roster that have been disappointing. You know, receiver. Is receiver going well? Not all that well, but he didn't draft Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. who isn't playing great. He, d- he didn't draft KJ Hamler. He did extend Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. I think those are good deals. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's solid. You know, running back, he brings in Javante Williams. Great. Offensive line, could he have done more? Yep, and that's probably number two on the list of things that I'd say you have to do better. He also brought in Quinn Miners, who's your best offensive lineman, with a third-round pick last year. Um, Dulcich is playing well at tight end. Um, Baron Browning, a late-round pick, who now looks like he's the reason you're able to move on from from Bradley Chubb. Um, Hasn't done a whole lot to address inside linebacker. Jones Griffith hasn't worked out. Alex Singleton for a $1.3 million deal. He's been good. He's mm-hmm. been good. Drafts Caden Stearns late. Um, picks up Pat Sertan. Like, I think that there's a lot to look at and say he did a lot of things well, but the maybe the biggest moves he've made, he's made aren't great. And I'm willing to excuse the Russell Wilson trade. What do you think? <sighs> I, I'm actually very surprised by this like narrative. I, I, mm-hmm. To me, George Payton is somebody that's like actually like not afraid to – take a big swing yep and like i mean i thought acquiring russell wilson was incredible like that's like every offseason everyone's like oh just go get this guy get this (laughs) we just need to trade for this quarterback but like those moves never actually happen like all these big swing moves that people talk about on social media like never actually happen and he like did it he actually did it he He actually got it like a top flight quarterback um the Nathaniel Hackett thing, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I Like I said earlier, like I honestly think that a lot of our woes are just because I just don't think he's great at calling plays. Yeah, definitely. I don't, and I do kind of question him as a leader. I think he's, mm-hmm. he just feels a little bit too people-pleasery to me and mm-hmm. like too goofy yep. in, in the way that you don't want your like head football coach to be. Um, like I'll never forget him calling it a tugalicious. Like it just like echoes in my brain <laughs> every time I close my eyes. I'm like, I, fuck, I don't want to yep. fucking tugalicious. Yep. Like it, <laughs> terrible. I don't want that at all. Um, so hiring Nathaniel Hackett, but as you say, like, is it too early to close the book on him? Do like do, if you you're still feeling like the offense will start to click at some point, right? I mean, click. Can mean a bunch of different. Th- I think that they can be solid. Like if they go out and score twenty four a game the rest of the season, I'd I, I'd be surprised. But getting to twenty twenty one a game, I think 
I mean, how could you be surprised by a very, football team scoring twenty a game? Extremely modest goal, <laughs> exactly. Of, of, of scoring three times. You know, my, <laughs> dude. I saw the best that which makes me laugh over and over and over. Now that I think about it, every time I hear there was a, a stand-up comedian that was talking about uh-huh. how Americans uh, decry soccer because they're like, they don't, there's no scoring in yeah. soccer. It's so boring. But they're like, but he's like, well, you just invented points in football like like when you <laughs> yeah. when the score is 21 to 14 yeah. the score is three to two <laughs> it's true. three to two it's true so we're asking for them to score three to- three can three's you score not three? a lot <laughs> like three's not a lot <laughs> the three's can not we get a lot three? at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, i think they looked better this week like uh, they did get, they, they won the game that was pretty they dope did. that was that was really dope did you? How did you feel about? So we haven't talked about this. Hank, you were in London. Did you I know was that? in London. Yeah, I'd heard. Um, how was London? It was good. It was wild. So you learn what everybody's interests are when you travel with a big group. Yeah. Like to me, I just want to go be a nerd. Yeah. And so I was like, if nerd, I in what way? Uh, like go take me to Tower of London. That was oh, the time you want of be my a life. Tourist. I tours. They have they have King Henry the Eighth suits I've been, of armor. I've been. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like crown the, jewels. There's like one suit of armor that's been on display in that same room since yes. 1606 I agree. or it's something. Like super impressive. It's incredible. The, the Tower of London in general, very cool. It's so cool. And like my girlfriend's in there. I think I've said this on the podcast. I can't remember. But at one point she said, uh, "How oh, did uh, they? F- how did hey, they figure all this?" Congratulations stuff? on the girlfriend. Oh, thank by the you. Way. That's thank so you. sick. Yes, uh, it's, I'm taking a little victory <laughs> lap here. Um, but she's said a whole bunch of times. She didn't really grasp it. She's like, how'd they figure all this out? It's like, nobody figured anything out. They just never forgot. They just, they've, they've known for forever that this was built in 1060. Yep. That the, like this guy lived here and they were behaving because they've just been in the same place. Like nobody ever came. and was like, oh, we took it over. Yeah. Time to figure something. No, they've just known. Yeah. Yeah. No ancient aliens involved. Exactly. It's not like here where it's like, what was happening in. 1060 you're like oh let's we're like, dig oh, through yeah, some we, artifacts we wiped out the history of a whole people exactly. hey let's transition to a new topic <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly it's like we dig up these things well, oh i think we use they use stones through this like there's no figuring it out and yeah, that's they, what's so cool documented about it. it yeah exactly well so tell me about football culture in in england weird yeah weird like like i think it took us maybe two hours to see every nfl jersey and so they're, they're just, like, walking around wearing whatever. It's like Premier League like, fans here. Yeah, exactly. You just pick one. Yeah, like, there's, there's no reason. Right. Nobody has a reason. It's not like, oh, yeah, my uncle's from Colorado. No, right. your uncle's from maybe Northern Ireland. Right, like, like, no one's ever – no one there has been to Cleveland. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, God. I think my favorite story that I heard from somebody I talked to was uh, that they just turned on a game and the Broncos were playing. And he thought, oh, wait, I remember – the Simpsons made a joke about the Broncos. Yeah, being now here being they terrible, are. Yeah, that's my favorite team now because yeah. the Simpsons had referenced them. Yeah, I was like, see, and that that was one of the like strangest reasons for sure. But it was all kind of along that those lines where it's like, well, oh, the first Super Bowl I watched was John Elway. It's like, oh, there you go, Broncos. So fan. having been there now, do you uh-huh. think that that city? would be an appropriate place for the NFL to look to annex to. I kind of do. Yeah, right. Which, like, six months ago, I would have said, no, it's a bad idea to do anything yeah. like that. But also, it's they they could support a team for sure. Yeah. People were starting to like football there. Yeah. And how could you not take advantage of that? Like, it, it just seems like it would make a lot of sense. Now, some of the logistics would be tricky because that's a lot of flights but, to mean, London. Like, like, soccer squads fly all over the world to play each other, right? They do. They do. I was thinking about this. Like, wouldn't it make sense to maybe, if there was a team in London, mm-hmm. they play the first half of the year all home games, and then the second half of the year mm. all on the road. So they're just like they don't fly back and forth the whole time. It's yeah. like their bye week divides home and away, and then from that point on, they're just in Jacksonville for a week or yeah. Denver for a week, and you know that's not a bad idea. See, the the one I've always heard is they just have a home base and maybe dc or something mm-hmm. and so they practice there um they probably do training camp overseas just to like build fan support over there but for the most part they just work out they do all their otas there and then for games they fly out i know but like you were just on that flight right it's rough <laughs> it's rough but you know like if you're if, if you're a, a multi-billionaire you you wind up buying like a jet that is the most 
the the like nicest a, a, jet to go across a, there. A cushy jet. Exactly. Everybody has like a bed on there, so you don't worry about that. They probably hire like a team of scientists to figure out what the best way <laughs> a to travel team is. Of scientists. Yeah, that's because that's what our best and brightest should be doing. How do we get a football team to fly to to Europe and and feel good when they get there? So I mean, there's there's ways to do it. And before I would have said no, it's a bad idea. And there's still the problem: who wants to sign up for that? If if you get offered fifteen million dollars a year to do that or to go live in Miami, how do you turn down Miami? Bro, I mean, like, th- but because London's better. Yeah, like but London, flying London back the, and forth every week. Yeah, but London is like one of the largest uh, economic centers of the yes. entire world that like taps you into uh, riches untold. True. Like, it's not just like a, a tax thing that in is Miami. True. Like, if you could live in Cleveland or literally mm-hmm. the center of commerce for <laughs> the world, the, the world outside of New York City, yep. like, you want to talk about being a famous person, like, look at yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Look at, like, these footballers that, like, yes. make money that the NFL players could never dream of. Totally. I, so I don't, I don't really buy that. That it's, yeah. like, it's I mean, although I will say that, you know, in the NBA, Toronto is not a place that NBA players like to live. But true, you have to throw out every NBA player's whims. They, they, they yes, we shouldn't focus on what NBA players like because no. football players don't have a problem going to Cleveland or Denver or Denver. Totally. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing that crossed my mind when I was out there, you know, when you're here, there's a debate like, could Chicago support a second NFL team? Could could New York support like a third? third team in new york city like could another team go to texas or is there just not enough fan support they've got like seven premier league teams in london yes london is fucking enormous it is did you get a sense for how big it was like when it's, you wild. it's wild it's wild it like, just keeps going did you like were you kind of just like in the same area or how far out did you guys travel um well i mean it almost kind of lined up so like you go all the way out to so like Wembley to where we were staying to like London, London, where the tower yeah. is and all that. That's kind of a line. And then the school where they practice was out even farther oh, past okay. Wembley. Okay. So we were kind of all along that line, which yeah. is, I mean, that's a solid journey. Yeah. I think uh, a car ride was 80, 80 minutes from Tower London to the practice facility. Oh my God. 80 minutes? Which is crazy. But, but that was like 20 minutes past Wembley. Wait, is that in the, is that in the metric system? Minutes? No, 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 no. No, it is not. No, it is not. No, it is not. Although, uh, mercifully, uh, England does not use the metric system. They actually came up with the ridiculous empirical system that we use today. Uh, they ruined come, us. They ruined everybody. a bunch of things. Yeah. They. That was okay. We gotta actually hit this though. <laughs> we gotta actually hit this. And while I say this, think about your DraftKings pick of the week. Oh. And, okay. and all everybody does it have listening. To be football based. Oh, do whatever. No, Zach and Ryan are not here. Um, put a like on this show while, while we go through some Even of these. Even if you don't, I mean, listen, I know that I'm not <laughs> Zach. I know that I'm not RK. I find both of them to be endearing, well, wonderful personalities, as you way. do. As you do. But uh, don't penalize the, the show because yes. of my presence. Please. Yes. I, I'm only here for a day. I should say, Zach has a scratchy throat. So send your thoughts or prayers or yes, whatever. Dude. Oh, my throat got scratchy. I oh, said that. my God. That was weird. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook is where we spend all of our time. Maybe that's the worst part of going to London is you just can't make bets on DraftKings Sportsbook. You don't know what you have until it's gone. Exactly. You exactly. Take, you take this for granted and then you cross one state border and you're like, <laughs> what is, how have I traveled back in time? And up in Montana. So they got legalized sports betting like a year and a half ago maybe. And it's absurd. Like, first of all, the, the taxes are wild and all that sort of stuff. But they said all the betting has to be done through the Montana lottery. So yeah, they have their yeah. kiosk set up in, in some bars. So you go into the kiosk and you type in, like, try to find your bet. They have almost no options. The odds are terrible because it's just, it's just what are you gonna do? the lottery. Exactly. There's nothing you can do. And so everybody goes in there. It's like, oh, I made this bet. It's like, what a silly bet. You understand I can bet on every ball or strike that's thrown in a baseball game. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm not going to walk up to the kiosk in Montana and say, no. I think the next pitch is going to be a strike. No, it, it doesn't The pitch will have happened while you were in line. Totally, totally. It's wild. We are so blessed to have DraftKings Sportsbook, especially right now because we have baseball and football and the basketball we keep hitting and hockey. Sports equinoxes. So many equinoxes. Every day is basically another equinox. Uh, so 
make sure that you go and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code DNBR. And if you do, you can make any $5 bet this week. You'll get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now it is time for our DraftKings Sportsbook oh boy. pick of the week. I'm going to bet. Okay, so tonight, you may, if any of you know me, you may know me from such shows as the DNBA or the DNBA show, the DNVR. <laughs> you know what it's called? Nugget show. Well, it's, <laughs> it has like eight names. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the confusing part. Um, so t- typically, I'm focused on the Denver Nuggets and their exploits. And the Denver Nuggets recently lost to the Los Angeles Lakers. It was one of the worst days of my life. But they were in Los Angeles the night before. And they succumb to uh, what is widely known throughout the NBA that LA nightlife is undefeated. Yes. So next, uh, let's see. So you need to just bet on the Nuggets to win the next game, dude. They're playing. Let me see here. Next they play I'm minus six against the Thunder. They're playing the Thunder. Bet heavy on the Denver Nuggets to come back out and like right the ship. I like it the, against the Thunder. They don't they historically struggle against the Thunder. They historically struggle in in ways that are comical <laughs> and also need to be thrown out because it's a whole new era. It is a whole new era. That is true. Um, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're going to take Davis Mills, Mills friend da- of the Mills show, Davis. Mills Davis, Mills Davis, <laughs> over one and a half touchdowns tomorrow night against the Eagles. The Eagles plus one ninety five. Almost two to one odds on a quarterback to throw two touchdowns in an NFL game. I mean, I've, I got burned by Russell Wilson betting on that with Russell oh. Wilson every game so far. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we're taking Davis Mills Davis this time. Right. Uh, this might be just me getting a little bit too greedy coming back from not betting in England, but two to one odds can't pass it up. There's your DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Also, uh, want to remind you guys about Breckenridge Brewery. It's another great reason to be in America instead of in London. You get Breckenridge beers all over the place. They're in more than 30 states now. You can figure out where you can pick up any Breckenridge beer near you, whether it's the uh, the Orange Crush Bronco, no, Broncos Hoppy Pale Ale, Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. Unbelievable. It's, I've been gone for too long. Dude, who the are you? Vanilla Porter Jr. Yes. It's now Vanilla Porter Jr. season. <laughs> it's crazy. As soon as the Nuggets dude. get back, you're like, oh, yeah, I could drink a Porter. Isn't it hilarious that like literally everyone only refers to it as Vanilla Porter Jr. at this point? VPJ. It's not actually called Vanilla Porter Jr. It's just it's honestly just called Vanilla Porter. <laughs> it is. I just I love that guy so much. I the, that's the other worst part about being in England. You can't watch the Nuggets. Like oh, that, that reminds me of being in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. But whatever beer you want to try, you should uh, check out. The beer locator on Breckenridge Brewery's website, breckbrew.com. It'll tell you where to go to pick it all up. Remember, supporting our support, supporting our partners is the best way to support us. Jesus. Whew. You're fumbling over there. Is this how it, this normally goes, where you guys just fumble through ads? And oh, me, yeah. But I usually <laughs> only have one of the three. <laughs> all right. So it's like, oh, I get to do whatever, be dumb and <laughs> lean into it. Um, also, sign up to be a member. I've got my game grades from this game coming soon. I still haven't rewatched this game, but... Soon it's work week. This is a bye week, but Zach and RK are taking their vacation, so it's like, uh, have fun on the bye, guys. I'm holding it down. But tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to really dig in, get those game grades up. Those are always a lot of fun. Well, not always. This week, a lot of fun. They won. <laughs> yeah, this is the one you want All the other <laughs> All ones are game C's. grades. Are like, they're like uh, <laughs> report cards you would hide from your parents. Exactly. This is one you put on the fridge, maybe. Report cards from, uh, from DMVR employees. Oh. Maybe if we all just kind of brought some of those back, I think they'd be pretty similar. I'd love it. I'd love that. We should. We should. That'd be a fun segment Fine. for the off season. Um, but yeah, sign up, do all that stuff. You get discounts at the bar. It's cheaper to go to the tailgate. Yeah, buy those 50, tickets regardless. Truly, if you come into the bar, fifteen percent off every, your whole bill every time. It is. If a you think about steal. that, like that, literally, like you pay for. If you came, it's a steal twice, three times. Plus, you get a T-shirt. I designed these T-shirts. I spent a yes. lot of time making these T-shirts. If you're gonna buy one T-shirt, it's thirty-five dollars. <laughs> My favorite part of Tra- not no, I think maybe my favorite part of Trail Davis coming was uh he like came up the stairs and was like oh, I like your t-shirts. To a bunch, yeah. I know it's a uh, whoever makes those is really clever. Yeah, really clever. Yeah, get around like the likeness yeah, thing. T- that I know I didn't I didn't speak to TD. I I looked at him though. I was like 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 you would look at like a like a you know like a peacock or something at the zoo. I was like oh there he is there he is there he is. I spoke to him one time in New York. I saw him on the street. Wow. So our conversation would be like oh TD. You said I was clever. Well no that was he didn't he didn't know I was clever. But it is hilarious that 
one of my childhood heroes recognized me as a as a thief, essentially. Yes. Well, <laughs> clever, clever, clever. I know, but he like... Per- Robin Hood. Yes, like Robin Hood. Like Robin Hood. Yes, right. like Robin Hood. Um, I want to dig de- deeper for just a minute into the uh, general vibes of the Broncos. Should be a real fun talk. Um, how... I don't want to just say, like, how are you feeling about this season, but but ha- have your vibes rebounded at all in the last couple of weeks? Because to me, at least, it felt like there was a shock early on that they were this bad. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, here we are. Get a win. You're three and five going into the bye. Maybe it's not that bad. Yeah. I still don't know. I don't feel like I still know this team. Yeah. Like, I feel like they are confusingly impotent. Yeah. Like, you know, like me. <laughs> just like, why is that, why isn't that working out? But like, also, it just like you. I mean, it just seems like it. Just every week, I'm like, all right, it's going to click. Yeah, I know it's going to click. Um, but I do. I mean, obviously, we came in to this season. We're like, oh my god, dude! Like, we're entering a golden era yep. in Denver. We have Jokic locked up. We have Nathan McKinnon locked up. We have Russell mm-hmm. Mother Effort Wilson coming into town, and he might be the best one. Yep. Yeah, he's not. The, he not. He is not the best one. He is not the best one. Nope. To this point. Um, I have, so I've readjusted. I mean, obviously disappointment comes from expectations not being met. True. So this season to this point has been wildly disappointing. It's felt like a monumental failure, but it's also been, it's, it's come with, like we said earlier, the defense has been very impressive. So yep. it's, it's hard to be mad, like completely and fully and totally at the Broncos for being inept, but Man, what they do on offense, the amount of penalties that they rack up, and just like the the times that things happen where you're like, bro, what are you guys doing? Like, you cannot be kidding. You cannot be serious. You just got another false start penalty, Mm -hmm. like in this position on the field, at this place in the game. You guys just like got another like procedural thing, like stuff that feels like very much like it's coming from the coaching staff, stuff that's like, they're not ready or everybody sort of feels panicked all the time. And so they're like not really, you know, acting like we know that they're able to, mm-hmm. I mean, overall the vibes are way down. Like they are like the, we are, we are experiencing low V here in Broncos country, which I was not expecting at all. Um, yep. I hate that I've kind of already moved off of the Broncos mentally and I'm already into avalanche and nugget season. But, yeah. I, but I also feel like the Broncos can win me back pretty easily because bro- the Broncos are my number one love in life. Yeah. Like, the, I was raised in Denver, in, not in Denver, but in Colorado. Like, I was raised right. I was raised with the, you know, I had, I went to school um, and I went to church, which was watching the Denver Broncos on Sunday. That was my, <laughs> that was the religion yep. that I was raised with. And <laughs> I feel uh, like you know, if if somebody, I, I mean, I've gotten like really involved in the Nuggets in the mm-hmm. last, like in this part of my life, but that's not how I was raised, man. I'm a Broncos guy, and I hate that I just have like I'm the type of like my family is such that my uncle who lives in uh, Houston will watch every Broncos game and then immediately talk shit to me uh, yeah. over the phone. Like he'll be like. It's just I, I don't have any response. Like I don't, my <laughs> uncle is clowning me because about the Denver Broncos. Like that's bad, dude. I don't want it to be that way. And he's a Cowboys fan. And the Cowboys fans yep. have uh, they they have power over us right now. The Dolphins fans have power over us. They do. None of this is right. The universe is out of whack, and I'm sick of it. Like I want the Broncos to return to the prominence. It would be nice. It'd be nice. So if you were to reset your expectations right now, what what would you say is like a success for the second half of the season? Do you need Man. do you need playoffs? Do you need within a game of 500? Every season for every season to be a success you need playoffs. Simple. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that's all there is. And it's I mean, I don't I I I'm to the point. I mean, I'm not even looking at standings. Like yep. I, you oh, know, no. it's too painful. I, yes. I haven't even like considered the idea that uh, of playoffs for totally. the Denver Broncos. I don't know if it's a possibility still or not. I mean, it's <laughs> certainly not a possibility with the way they've, they've they have been playing. I don't know how far out they are from the wild card. None of that. Like, how far out are they? Like, what would it take for? The, is playoffs a possibility for this team? I mean, it's still a possibility. I think in a real way. Um, five thirty-eight says that they have an eleven percent chance. Eleven percent. Eleven. Oh 
They also have like a 32% chance of beating the Titans after the bye. So if you go beat the Titans after the bye, you'd imagine that jumps a little bit. But in terms of the, the standings, as of right now, they're in 12th in the AFC. Seventh is the Chargers at four and three. Broncos are three and five. So, I mean, that's not insurmountable. The big problem is just that, you know, it's Chargers at four and three, Patriots four and four, Bengals four and four, Colts three and four, Browns also at three and five. Raiders right behind them at two and five. They've got the tiebreaker. So if they right. go win, then there they are. So it's definitely possible. How did the we big... lose to the Raiders? I know, I know. And where would you be right now? The Raiders you, you... are two and five, and they yep. God, they manhandled us, dude. They did. That was the worst part bullied. is that they bullied us. Yep. The two and five Raiders got bullied the Denver Broncos. Yep. I am so tired of losing to divisional opponents. Yeah. I can't do... yeah. The f- oh my God. The, I mean, I don't want to talk about the Chiefs. Well, we got we get to talk about them twice the rest of the way, Jesus and that's Christ. the big problem. And that's something that we've talked a lot about on the podcast. So yeah, three and five, can you come back for, from it? Definitely, especially when you start with the Titans and the Raiders right after the bye, the Panthers after that. I mean, they're not going to be favored in those games, but they have very real chances of winning them and being six and five. Problem is after that, it's Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers. It's I mean it's. It's just tough. It's it's when you stumble dumb. through the the easy part of your schedule. Yep. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. It's uh, I just didn't think that this is where this is where we. Would, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like I just didn't think this is the conversation we we, we would no. be having about the Denver Broncos. It really felt like a resurrection through one move by getting Russell Wilson. That was for years. Yep. That was the conversation. We we were just one piece away. Just got to get that quarterback. Yep. That's it. We have theoretically a quarterback, the quarterback, the yeah, yeah. quarterback. We're worse. We're fucking worse. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Let's let's end this part with kind of a, a <laughs> What's happier this part? Note. My life, please. <laughs> this the, the 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 vibes. The vibes. We're gonna go positive. Where are your vibes? Um, I've already hit acceptance. Oh, you know, wow. so it's it's like yes. You've gone through all the stages oh, of grief yeah. already. <laughs> this is, I mean, yeah. Over the course of the what is this five shows times eight games? Yeah, over the last forty shows, I've hit acceptance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is what it is. You know, I I think if I had to pick a final record, I, I lean eight and nine over seven and ten. I think nine and eight. I think a nine and eight team gets in. There's probably two or three that don't get in. But, you know, I don't think they're that far off, but not being far off in the playoffs is kind of where they've lived for most of the last five years, so it's not that good. But, like I said, we're ending on a little bit more positive note. Who has good vibes? What, what players do you look at and say, like, this is, uh, this oh, is fun? We're, we're looking at individual vibes. Individual now. Okay, individual, okay. good the vibes. La- the large vibes are poor. They, oh, there's no arguing that. But the IV, the individual vibes. <laughs> the IV, yep. The individual vibes with Bradley Chubb are good. They were good. They were so good. Greg Dolcich. Greg Dolcich. Greg Dolcich. That's my number what one. A resu- what a revelation. Well, how much fun has that been? I cannot believe that he has been as impactful as he's been no. to this point. How could you? But also it makes me angry at the wideouts and the other tight ends. <laughs> it's possible. Because I don't know. Like, I mean, he's just kind of big. but And I guess yeah. he's a good ca- he has good soft hands also. He does. But I don't really understand like what makes him better than it's baffling other tight ends that we've had or um why but i mean it's great. yeah it's great it's, it's definitely it, and it gives you hope for you know for uh for things to come yeah he he just looks like he runs everywhere like yeah. to me like i think that's what it is because he's, he's way bigger than i thought he was he is big he is big and i used to make fun of him not to his face obviously <laughs> um about the shorts he wears at practice oh. there's like little tiny like pulled all the way up you're just like he'll do the socks almost up to his knees Dude. too it's like okay you just want to be the he, 80s or, i mean come on he's you like, should watch him during stretches when he's just like flipping his hair you know what the problem flipping is flipping his hair you know flipping the, his hair and putting the helmet on yeah, you know what the problem is huh he's too pretty he might be he's way too pretty he might i be. saw him in the mall <laughs> Nice. I was like, I gave him, I was like, hey, go Broncos. This is before the Broncos uh-huh. season started, so uh-huh. I'm still at hope. Yep. I was like, man, that guy's really too pretty. Yeah. He's got like eyelashes. Oh, yeah, he does. I brought those up. But how could, but he's a bruiser. He's, he is yes. deceptively yep. like uh, powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Zach got in trouble with him in his like introductory press conference because I think Zach asked, uh, 
how how do you get open so much? Or, or, or so, it was something about speed, something derogatory towards the speed, because the GM had been saying he's fast, the Hackett said he's fast, um, but the 40 time did not indicate that he was fast. Right. Again, you look back away to college, and it was a lot like this last game. You're like, oh, you just got open down the field. And I think a lot of that comes back to just running everywhere. Like it does... There's guys who sometimes don't run as crazy as it sounds. It's like, yeah, we're going to be nifty and get in there and yeah. make our breaks. Just say, Jerry, just, just say Jerry Judy. Yeah, that's Jerry. <laughs> but, that, but he just like sees open space and runs to it and gets open. And it's three games, he's improved every game, and he was good that first game. So he's great, man. I, he, I, I mean, truthfully, that's, he's easily one of the bright spots for the season. Easily, easily. What what are the bright spots that you have? Quinn Miners. He gave up a bad sack in the last game, but that's the first big mistake he's made this season, I think. Yeah. He's you have a really good guard. And what is that worth? Not as much as a really good tackle. Right. But he to me is their best offensive lineman. He's somebody who should be making pro bowls. Maybe not this year just cuz he was hurt and it's a bad line and it takes a while for guards to be noticed, but they've got they've got one offensive lineman who is really good. And, you know, offensive lines are weird. Like, it could be that if you just threw one more piece into this group, all of a sudden they're really good. Yeah. You know, you don't need to be five for five with good players. But if you have two average ones, two really great ones and a bad one, they piece together differently. And, and having him, I think, is going to be really valuable. Um, but I he's mean, been another bright spot for well, me. Well, I mean, obviously, the number one bright spot for me, mm-hmm. PS2. It has to be. He's been incredible. Yes, he has been. Incredible. Yes. Um, and the, the secondary in general has been mm-hmm. like really great. Um, the one, even our, Oh God, I'm going to F up the name. What is the name of the guy that got like 15 pass interference calls? <laughs> Damari Mathis. Yeah. Damari Mathis. Even he's been good since <laughs> he's been really good since that first, he's yes. had like another little blunder, but like generally speaking, if you have a, ve- if you have a really mm-hmm. weak corner, like it's obvious because yes. the, uh, the other team will just pick on him that, uh, as, as uh, evidenced by that game where he had 17 pass interference calls. Yeah. Uh, but just in general, like, he's been great. Like, he has been. All of the defense has been fantastic. It has. I mean, Baron Browning? Baron Browning has been incredible. He's been unbelievable. All offseason, people are upset that they moved him from inside linebacker to outside linebacker. And, you know, gotcha. maybe it would be nice to have him an inside linebacker. It's a lot nicer to have him so good at outside linebacker that you're willing to trade Bradley Chubb and pick up a first. Javante was looking so he beautiful, was. so promising. He was. Man, this season is such a bummer, is it not? It sure is. Don't have to tell me. <laughs> We've been doing this every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a bummer. Still better than CU. That's what I have. Woo! And CSU. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Hank used to do a uh, little behind the scenes here. Hank used to do the Colorado Buffaloes podcast here at the mm-hmm. Don't know if you guys knew that. And so I went to Colorado State University. Yes. So we used to fight all the time about I know. CU and CSU. And I don't think we've even mentioned those two schools this year because no. what is the point? Why would you? What is Nobody the point? Nobody has mentioned them. <laughs> Nobody has mentioned them. Actually, you know who was mentioning them? Who? Ryan Konigsberg. What? He stayed up and watched that entire game. He well, watched the entire game. His, he has an identity based upon. It was upon a 2 a.m. kickoff. He has well, he's uh, built a full personality based off of the Colorado Buffaloes. We were playing this fun game where he'd say, oh, second and 10. What did they do? And I would say, run for two yards. And he'd say, yep, you got it. It's like, oh, third and eight now. What did they do? And I would say, say like, oh, I think he lobbed it over the receiver's head on the headlines. Like, nope, he spiked it in front of his feet. I have to say, like, I don't actually care about uh, the, co- the collegiate football in this state. You can't. I mean, you can't. But – Life is much better when CU is bad because it really takes an edge off Ryan Koningsberg. <laughs> it does. When Ryan Koningsberg is fueled up with uh, CU being powerful in any way, shape, or form, he becomes unbearable. <laughs> Mercifully, we don't have to deal with that. It is, that is nice. That is nice. <laughs> <sighs> Luckily, we have our three and five Broncos. Okay, we're going to get into the Super Chats. The comments. Yeah, let's do it. We've got a couple more of our partners to talk about first. But while I talk about these, get your Super Chats in. Make sure you like this, and uh, we'll hit those in just a second. Uh, First of all, game time. If you're trying to get to Broncos games, you're going to have a much easier time now because the tickets are cheap because people don't want to go see them. Um, I think last game you could get in for like 40 bucks. It is wild. So like the, the concept of going to a professional sporting event 
has like just inherent value placed on him. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. especially when I was a kid, like you couldn't go. Like I lived in Fort Collins. It was like yeah. the thought of going to a Broncos game. I remember bragging to my friends that my dad went to a game. <laughs> he didn't take me. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, my dad's at this game. Where it was like, whoa. Wow. But game time has shown you that that value has just cratered. <laughs> like, you're like, really, I was bragging for what amounts to like a, a thirty dollar event. At <laughs> yeah, point. totally. Yeah. It's crazy. Take advantage. Yes, um, there's also Nuggets games, Avalanche games, so make sure you're getting out to those too. And make sure that when you do, you use the Game Time app because they give you the best deals. It's worth checking in often to see what their flash deals are. Oh, yeah. um, but what they specialize in is selling tickets right before the game. So make sure that you go over to Game Time and uh, pick up your tickets because that's the best place to do it. Um, do we have a. Uh, link for that it's not showing up in the here. link is always in the description of every show there you go we do. it's yeah. in the description it's in the description go to the description description um you're shaking your head at me i mean i'm just listening to you bumble fumble through these it's i know like I, i'm not a good beater <laughs> hassle cattle company make sure Let's you go, go over there this one i do know the code it's dmvr20 it's 20 percent off hell yeah it is wagyu beef that's raised in texas what a perfect combination it is the craft the attention to detail, yes. the history and the quality of Japan. So true. Mixed with the rough and tumble, mm-hmm. take no guff attitude of Texas. Together, it brings you high quality beef yes. at a regular price. Yes, exactly. Um, they call it blue collar Wagyu because it's Wagyu beef. It's top shelf, but it's also affordable. They have a bunch of different products. They've got all the different cuts of steaks. They've got the beef sticks. They've got the uh, the jerky. They've got Frank's and burger, all that. And like I said, you can get 20% off at hasslecattlecompany.com and if you use the code DMVR20. And if you get an order over $250, Ooh. the shipping is free. Ooh. So this is worthwhile. I do this. I gather groups of people to, make, do. to make beef orders. You do. And then I've, I've been known to travel with boxes <laughs> of beef and deliver beef like the beef fairy to people around the <laughs> office. If you want to be like our beef fairy here, then get on over to HasselCattleCompany.com. All right. Um, let's hit the super chats. Kale, we got any super chats? I think we have one. Yeah, let's yeah, go. That, this feels like a one super chat show. It does. We, we earned this one exactly. Yeah, this is the Broncos show? <laughs> this is the Broncos. Yeah. Ryan's in uh, Belgium. Zach's hurt, throat tickles. Yeah, yeah. Vote yeah. Off, off screen. Very disconfused seeing these two combination of people talking about yeah, sports. A handful, this is the Broncos yeah. show. Yeah. This is the DMPR Broncos show. We should start a new show. Yeah. <laughs> we can get our one super chat. Oh, here it is. Edward Keating says, me and the family are moving to Colorado on December Hell 17th. Hell yeah, welcome. We are moving into Littleton. Can't wait to come to the bar and watch Bronco games. Hell yeah. Denver Broncos for life. I love that That's, about you, Edward. This is, uh, we, we got one. I feel like we got we one. We got one, baby. A new bar regular. Here's the thing. like uh, When you move to Colorado, you're going to hear a lot of people complaining about transplants. <laughs> it is true. It's a number one compl- complaint, I feel like, for yep. people in Colorado. I'm from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If you move to Colorado and you actually want to be part of Colorado, you are so welcome. Yes. We want you. We want people to come mm-hmm. and be Coloradans with us mm-hmm. and enjoy the Broncos. And But if you come and like bring your own thing and like you want to turn Colorado into California, you can get the F right out. You can F right off. But Perfect. if you come in and you want to cheer on the Denver Broncos and take on like our misery and our plight with us, we love it. Come, be, be one of us. But don't, don't come out here and try and be somebody like like a little annex of the place that you left. Exactly. Come we've be got, Colorado with us. We've bro. got a couple more comments. Mile high till I die. My boys, how many weeks of job security do you think Hackett got himself for winning the Jags game? Dude, he's got the whole season. I think he's got the, the whole season. You, it, and honestly, you can't fire a coach midway through his first year. Yeah. I mean, you we've talked about like, before. There's been one coach who got fired this early in in his time with a with a team and it was i believe it was marv levy or is he is he the tv guy i like steve that you're look, he's looking at me like i have this who answer. does monday night football or did is that marv or steve oh uh marv okay that's why marv did nba and then he got uh there we go and then he got uh in trouble for biting a prostitute anyway go ahead. that's right that's <laughs> what it was so i believe it was steve levy <laughs> for the, that the bills it was somebody who was in their third stint with Do the Rams because they were very good. They were third stint with the Rams because they were very good, got fired in the preseason, 
And uh, that's the only time somebody's been fired this early as a head coach. It's not going to happen, I don't think, at it, least for a cannot, while. You can't do it. That, that's, it it's bad juju. Mm-hmm. It shows instability yep. in, the, in the organization. It shows a lack of conviction in your, in your decisions. Like you, If you make a decision, you can't be the type of organization that will just pull. Like the, over the course of a season, things change. Yep. Narratives change. Expectations change. The, and we've watched this with Michael Malone. Like People get better on the job. Like You get better. And if you believe that Hackett was the guy, you have to give him at least the runway to see his vision come into full focus. Mm-hmm. Like I, this wasn't his vision to have a completely impotent offense. <laughs> you don't think so? Well, it may have been. I don't know. <laughs> I've never, I've never spoken to the man. But like, if you fire him midway through the first season, like that shows me that the Broncos are in way bigger trouble than we uh, even re- think that they are. I agree. I do think though, if you wind up three and nine, three and ten. That's where the conversation comes in. That's losing four or five games in a row, though, so that doesn't seem likely at the very least. Um, in terms of coming back for next year, you've got to win seven games. I think seven and ten is the is the minimum for me. For me, I don't. I, I don't think you can put like just like a a hard number True. on it. It's sort of like you need to see promise. Yep. You need to see improvement. You need to feel like the that the the team has a rudder. Mm-hmm. Right now, it doesn't. You know, like this is all again, like I've spent a lot of time on these long form, long season sports, the Nuggets, especially where people overreact to a certain to one game. And how was that Laker game? It really fucking sucked. (laughs) It was atrocious. It made me want to kill myself. Why? Why do you bring that up? Oh, I was reading the tweets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, But the thing is, is that all you can ever hope for with those sports is just like, a, an indication that we're moving in the yeah. right direction. And the problem with the Broncos is that we're not getting any indications that things are improving, mm-hmm. except for this last game where now you're like, all right, well, listen, if they can somehow cobble together another win, we can see Russell Wilson mm-hmm. looking competent, like yep. having some time, the running game moving a little bit. Like then it's like, okay, all right, we'll keep, like, if he keeps earning little inches, you give him more mm-hmm. and more. Like that, to me, that's, that, that's how it works. Yep. It's like CU this year where I came in saying if, if Carl Durrell wins four games, he's safe. Jesus if he wins Christ. three, I think there's like a, a pretty good chance. Jesus but Christ. But when you lose the first four games, although it's very, very possible that they still hit those marks, they were just so disgusting that you didn't have an option. No options. You didn't have an option. Um, Nash Bronco says, Hi, fellows. I just assumed this trade was happening as soon as the names of the teams vying for Chubb came out. We've seen through Peyton's tenure that he runs a pretty tight ship as far as information goes. I really wanted to keep him, but that amount of return on an oft-injured player just doesn't come around very often. Like I tweeted, my heart hates it. My brain gets it. Time for the Baron Browning, Randy Gregory era. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's true. And the key to all this is just Randy Gregory getting healthy and staying healthy, which... You know, he hasn't done much in his career. If you have him, I mean, I think he's I think he's almost as good as Bradley Chubb. He's he's in that same tier. Whether you put one in front of the other, I don't know, but in that same tier. The thing is, he's just not healthy. And Baron Browning, a freak. Those two together, you should still have one of the best combinations in the NFL. Yeah. It'd just be really nice to have Bradley Chubb too. If you get a first round pick, you don't have much of a choice at this point, though. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. And that's, ooh. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. The, Seth the Stewart. <laughs> Beef Fairy. Instant classic. There we go. New name, Beef Fairy. I always thought of you as a little bit of a Beef Fairy. Well, I guess that <laughs> makes us a pair of Beef Fairies. <laughs> oh, let's get out of here. Uh, tomorrow, we will have another guest. I think Jake Schwanitz is going to be oh, on with me tomorrow. Nothing official yet. But, uh, yeah, no special guest. I, it's funny. I wasn't mentioned in any of the advertising for the show. That's true. I, did we have advertising? <laughs> I'm not sure. Usually Zach does the advertising. Uh, that's going to do it for today. Appreciate all of you for watching. Yeah, Make sure thanks. you hit that thumbs up on the way out. Again, and give a like for your feelings about yes. RK yes. and Zach and Hank, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. don't like not, Don't like it based on this show. This was a subpar show. We know yeah. that. Oh, definitely. We knew that coming I'm into I'm not this. playing my role. <laughs> I am not, I'm like Aaron Gordon last but year. But like it for Zach. <laughs> like it for Numbies. Like it for, for RK. I'm supposed to stand under the rim and just dunk the ball. Unbelievable. Now I'm here on point. Bad idea, but good idea. Like the show, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Let's go.
fly.